Welcome back. We have a very special guest today, Clint Emerson. Why? Because there's a lot going on in the world today, and Clint is an absolute <clears throat> expert. But before we get to that, let's talk about OSD. OSD uh, sponsors and supports a show that's outperform, serve, and develop. Right now, right now, this month, March, we have a promotion going on where Xbox, you know, Halo, Call of Duty, all those good titles, is they are matching our donations up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Please donate where you can. If you can't donate, please pass on the word. Clint, welcome, brother. Hey, thanks for having me again. It's good to see you. Now, this is great, man. And uh, I've been following you on social media, and I saw you had a whole bunch of posts going on right now. And the thing is, you are a subject matter expert in the field of survival and, and just everyday preparation. It doesn't have to be necessarily you know, paranoia. It's preparation. So let's talk, brother. Yeah, that's it. I mean, 100 Daily Skills, um, if you watch, I've got a very distinct lane that I stay in, um, and that is crisis management, right? So if you were to take that big highway that I, I sit in and you break it up into three different lanes, you would have um, my books, which 100 Daily Skills really is getting people to be more, take more ownership in their personal safety and security. And so that's the Hunter Deli Skills series. Um, and then the way that I do the same thing for employees is through Escape the Wolf, which is more corporate policy and best practices so that employees know what to do uh, in times of crisis. And then, of course, I got Violent Nomad, which gives you cool kits and gear and everyday carry items to support, you know, all of that crisis management um, philosophy. And, you know, that's the thing is it's management. It's getting there before you go into full on panic. Now, over the weekend, we went to the grocery store, I went to Target the other day, and there was like zero um, medications. And a lot of people think bread and milk, bread and milk, but bread and milk only lasts a certain time. And then nobody really thinks about like medications. Yeah, that's an important one. And having um, plenty on standby all the time. Um, not just when you hear the, the, the scary word pandemic, um, but you just imagine if there was a, you know, some natural disaster in your area uh, and you didn't have an extra drawer, you know, full of the meds that you require every day. So make sure you always have those stocked up. Yeah. And that's prescription drugs as well. And this would be a good time to do it because it's not a matter of whether or not there's going to be mass casualties or this is going to be a, a massive event like that's going to eclipse anything. It's the fact that the reality is people will panic. They will. Right. Yeah. Get out I, there and prepare. That's right. This is a good, a, a great kind of drill um, in getting all of your household items squared away. If you're a business, getting your businesses squared away having a plan that uh, that includes both prep and it circles all the way around through the different cycles, all the way to recovery. And so thinking through all of that is uh, the best thing you can do for yourself, your family, or your business, um, no matter where you live and no matter what's going on. Now, what are your thoughts on a two-week supply? Do you recommend like, hey, you know what, two weeks, or do you recommend a month? 
You know, I think anywhere in the middle and you really your geographic location, I think really is what determines that. So, you know, if you live in a suburbia urban environment, let's say in the center of the United States where tornadoes is the issue, um, you know, the deal, if a tornado hits, uh-huh. destroys your home, you're going to be, you know, a hotel is everywhere, right? A motel is everywhere. Stores with the water and the food and everything that you need are going to be nearby and going to be stocked, you know, as soon as you get outside of where the tornado hit. Now, if you live in the Caribbean and those islands and it's hurricanes, you might want to crank up the amount of stuff you have. Um, because as we've seen in Puerto Rico and other islands that were affected by hurricanes, they, they can go for months without power, you know, so we want to, so really your geographic location is going to determine how, how, how much time you add in to the, to uh, your, uh, your survival rations or caches. Yeah, it's crazy because I was training for Camp Shelby, Mississippi uh, in 2000, summer of 2005 when Katrina hit. And it was like, boom, everything was out. You know, the week before people were, you know, kind of preparing, but nobody really thought about like, you know, phones, cell towers, everything else goes down. And that includes power, man. And, you know, being without power for a couple months can, it's a, it's a draining situation, especially if you have nowhere to uh, vacate to. Without a doubt. Power is a big deal because we're so reliant on it, especially with the amount of technology we use every day. And um, there's the direct issues of just having no power, no lights, no AC, none of those things that we get accustomed to living with. And then you have the indirect issues that usually leads to different kinds of disease processes because of no power, you know, later on. Um, So no power has, you know, weekly, if not months of, you know, um, side effects and aftermaths to it. I like that you brought up the power and, you know, in your book, 100 deadly skills, if you don't have this book, go out there and buy it. It's not a paranoia book. It's actually got really cool things in it. And one of the things he says, you know, keep a, a candle and a lighter next to your bed. I'm like, that's one of the things you just don't think about. You know what? Maybe my flashlight batteries died. Maybe the power goes out, but an a, like an actual candle is like, you know, it's going old school. It's good, man. Yeah, I think there's something to be said in having some of the old school technology, if you will, always at the ready. Um, you just, it, it will never fail you, you know, as long as you're keeping your lighter squared away, then of course, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> exactly. that's, that's the fail point. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's the little things too, that uh, can calm a situation, you know, when it's dark, light is a good thing. And not to mention a candle by itself. And let's say um, a bathroom or a small enclosed environment can heat it up really, really well. Uh, most people don't think about that, but one candle can uh, get a room nice and warm all by itself. So don't buy a little one. Don't buy a, a you know, a birthday cake candle and think that's going to do that for you. You know, candles. you want to get a nice big candle. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and the other thing too is water. Uh, one thing I picked up this past few weeks was one of those, uh, you could put the water reservoir in your bathtub and fill that sucker up when the, when it, when you know something's going to happen. Yeah, those are great, too. Um, and, you know, it, you can either stock up on the bottled water, you know, the, the intent is one gallon per person per day in the household. So, you know, it can start to add up. But if you live in a suburban, more urban environment, then the odds are water is always going to be at the faucet as long as you're paying your bill. Exactly. Yeah. That's one of the questions I want to ask you about. Okay. So I'm, I'm living not really off the grid, but I'm, I'm outside of a suburban urban area. I got a family of four. 
Um, you know, it takes me a half hour to get to the grocery. What are the actual absolute necessities I need to go out and, and then not just for like pandemics or anything else, but I just want to have a solid, uh, two weeks. What do I, what do I look for? Well, you look at it as anything that's life support oriented, right? So we already talked about water. Once again, that's one gallon per person per day. Um, so that can add up to a lot of square footage in a closet or wherever you put those gallons of water. Um, and then of course, food, right? Comes in second place. Um, keep in mind, you can go, you know, upwards to 30 days, they say. I've never tested it <laughs> without food. Not that I would, <laughs> not, not that I would want to, but, um, and it's easy. I mean, as far as like food goes, it doesn't have to be canned food. It can be any of your backpack, you know, type pouch foods. It can be MREs or the meal ready to eat military type stuff. And then of course you can do cans and stuff. Um, yeah, and I would keep those at, at, at a minimum, you know, somewhere between 800 to a thousand calories per person per day. And that's really rationing, right? Your typical MRE is actually designed to give you enough calories for uh, a full day, which is 2,500 calories per MRE. Um, so you can make one MRE last, a last, you know, all day, if not more, yeah. if you ration it properly per person. So, uh, and then of course, communication, that's a big one these days. You want to make sure, um, that you have, you know, and I, I, I throw in everything from whistles to lights, anything that can mm -hmm. signal for help. Um, and then of course your more common sense stuff like your phones, batteries, battery chargers, mm -hmm. um, you know, keeping in mind that, you know, even though the, some phone services may go down, SMS may still work. And that's yeah. would be become your primary form of like trying to get the word out or trying to get help to you. Um, and what's great is a lot of, a lot of, uh, states are slowly starting to adopt, um, an SMS capability for 911. So you can literally text 911, uh, for help. And, uh, some cities, but you need to check your local authorities for whether you have that or not. So you've got water, food, you know, communication, of course, environmentals, right? So if it's, you know, staying warm, um, if it's, you know, the dead of winter, um, staying cool, if it's the dead of summer. Um, so I think those are really your big life support items. And then of course, first aid and medical, making sure you have the right drugs with you making sure you have a mm -hmm. trauma kit of some sort. Tourniquets, of course, have gone from taboo to, you know, really the first thing you're going to do right yeah. for, for major exactly, bleeders. Yeah. Yep. So I think those are the big nuggets. Everything else is kind of like good to have. <clears throat> uh, we always need to talk about too is sanitation. Make sure you, you designate, you know, places for sanitation. You know what I mean? And yeah. Washing, washing, washing. Right. Uh, one thing about your book I like, and it's not just, you know, hey, 100 skills to go kill people. This is 100 skills to stay alive. And you do address uh, hypothermia, heat, everything. So it's a basic survival manual. And I have to tell the audience out there that it is, and we were talking, Clint and I were talking about this before, it is a durable book. You could throw this in a backpack. You throw this in a car. And you can refresh your memory because I tell you what, I can read this whole thing. And I'll, I'll forget things. So you want to keep a copy handy. Yeah, that's the goal. Um, and also just I get a lot of questions. Hey, what's the difference between book one and book two? So book one with the yellow cover is all about evading and basically going on the offense with one on one confrontation, bad guys, bad situations. Book two is all about facing 
and surviving different types of crisis events. So you just name some, uh, break it up like your rural type stuff when you're out in the middle of nowhere survival. And then you've got, of course, all of these urban threats. So I made sure within the hundred skills to cover pretty much every single environment in that green book, which is the survival edition. Now, and it, it does even have a, a small section, not even a small, a decent section on emergency medicine in there. It's it's just every and one thing about the book is it covers everything, man. I, I mean, not everything, but the, the typical things you think about. It's got like urban areas. It's got desert environments. It's got medical skills. Here, let me just read a couple of these things. Purple, uh, part one, uh, personal preparedness. Two, navigation. Part three, survival in a wild. Um, defending your domain, securing public spaces, neutralizing public safety threats, disaster survival, signaling for help, and emergency medicine. It's got a ton of useful information. And this is, you know, and for me too, you know, 20 years law enforcement, infantry dude, all sorts of background. I'm still, um, I could learn a ton off of this. And I highly recommend it. One thing I do want to say is you are a huge fan of flashlights. And so am I, man. Flashlight is key. Yeah, having that light, you can use it as a weapon as long as it's durable enough. Um, you know, not to plug, but we built one for Violent Nomad that, you know, it's 500 lumens. It's a midsize. It's great for your nightstand, your car, wherever you're at. And you can beat somebody with it. So it's great. <laughs> as long as you can beat it with it, man. That's, that's what right. I'm thinking about. Yeah. There is one part of the book that I absolutely love, and that's dealing with a hijacker. And uh, <laughs> yes. and you were mentioning before about having pictures in a book. You have to keep pictures in this book because one of them is pretty much eject the high, the the uh, hijacker at the end. And I'm yes. like, this is the best book, man. So yeah, this I don't is a think good read, after 9-11, I don't think we'll run into too much of that. But I know that people <laughs> these days are going to put up a fight. And if you're going to do it, do it the right way. So. You know, if you have to jettison a hijacker, That's which is what, yeah, which was definitely be my first choice is you got to get the aircraft below 10,000 feet so you can depressurize the cabin without hurting anyone. Once it's depressurized, then you want to pick the right door. The door is important because when you throw this guy out, you don't want him to go right through the engine and cause you yeah, even bigger exactly. issues. So a rear door is obviously the best choice. And then just chunk them out, let them go. <laughs> Clint, I had you on before. I want to give a shout out to your book, Right Kind of Crazy, The Right Kind of Crazy. I loved it, man. I especially love the Ritlin stories. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. good, man. Very good uh, book. Uh, you've had an incredible career, and it's not even near ending. And I really appreciate coming on, man. Everybody, you could find uh, Clint's books everywhere books are sold. You can find Clint at Where Can We Find You? Yeah, you can go to clintemerson.com. That pretty much has my entire ecosystem, you know, so clintemerson.com or 100 Deadly Skills on social media platforms. Cool. Anything else you want to shout out? Um, no, I think that's good. I just think, you know, keep calm with the pandemic stuff going on. It's still early in the game. And uh, I think, you know, you know, the news is uh, is evil. Uh, yes. Take a grain of salt. We don't need to panic. Keep in mind that if you were not able to identify what kind of virus this was, all we would hear about is the flu is going around. 
and it's unfortunately killed a couple of people that had compromised immune systems. Um, here in the United States, that is current to when we record this. And then, of course, it's killed you know, upwards of 2000 globally, but that is still less than what the flu has killed this year. So let's just keep things in perspective. Let's pretend that it couldn't be identified under the microscope because if this was, you know, 30, 40 years ago, we wouldn't even hear about it. We would just think it was a different strand of the flu going around. So keep in perspective, right? That's the biggest reason I wanted to have you on today. Yeah. Don't panic. But, you know, you can be prepared for anything. If you're going to buy all that stuff, you're going to use it sometime. Something always happens. Something's always out there to worry about. And if you're prepared now, then, you know, you're good to go. That's right. Buy Clint's book. Follow Clint. Um, He's a a wealth of knowledge. I really appreciate this, brother. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me, buddy. I'll see you next time.